Listen to better music and listen to music better. Welcome to True Tunes at 45 RPM, the short form version of the ongoing conversation you'll hear on the True Tunes podcast and in the digital pages at truetunes.com. And now your host, John J. Thompson. Hello, everyone. Today, we are excited to tell you about a new project being completed by Chris Hoisington of the Brothers McClurg and Old Bear Records in conjunction with UTR Media to honor the enduring musical legacy of the late Rich Mullins. This fall will mark 25 years since Rich died in a shocking car accident, and Chris and his team have come up with a fascinating concept for a tribute album to bring some of his songs to life in a fresh, decidedly analog way. As of the time we are producing this episode, they have just launched a Kickstarter campaign to help with the costs of finishing, releasing, and promoting it, and we didn't want any of you to miss out on the chance to back it. So, I got Mr. Hoisington himself on the line to see what this was all about, and Chris sent us some of the completed songs to share with you first here on the True Tunes podcast. So, with no further ado, let's head into the virtual True Tunes interview suite to hear all about it. I think the biggest thing for me was when I first heard uh, the last recordings that he did, which was the Jesus record, uh, the, the second side of it was all just demos that he had done in like an old church. And when I heard that, it immediately put Rich Mullins for me in a different context of all of a sudden I kind of heard him as like an, a great American songwriter. It kind of reminded me of like Woody Guthrie you know, that kind of grit of like, you know, it just took my brain somewhere else. I was able to kind of, you know, the Rich Mullins that I've heard through the years has kind of been kind of whatever was, you know, whatever record he was making at the time, whatever the record label was trying to do with him at the time or whatever. It just felt free of a lot of that stuff. And it was just very simple. I was able to really just kind of listen to the lyrics and not worry about the production of what for whatever thing and I was like that was kind of my connection point to this idea of like oh wow it would be cool to do a record in a demos style production of Rich Mullins songs very simple so when I heard that it it actually brought the production idea first before I even thought like oh let's try to make a big tribute out of this It was more like this actually could be cool to kind of do this intimate thing um, with a bunch of different artists coming in and and pushing record on an old cassette player, which took us uh, a bunch of tries to get one that actually would work properly. No, I can't. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, Cindy, can you cue the cassette? That bear is, it all, is it all on me? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. All on me. Oh my gosh, so much better. Like a real mixtape. Thank you. 
did it on a cassette deck, but we also did, um, there was a couple room mics rolling, you know, obviously so that our entire, we didn't want to like leave it solely up to that to capture everything. And so we had two room mics set up, but we had the tape recorder in the center and each artist would push record on that and then we would just keep the tape rolling and they would do a bunch of takes of a song or whatever. And so you, you definitely can hear it. The nice thing was, is by kind of going lo-fi, but also hi-fi with it, was we were able to kind of bring the t cassette tape in just enough where it wasn't like those Jesus demos where it gets very, you know, you can't understand what he's saying. Even some of them, you know, he wasn't intending it to be heard probably, but you know what I mean? Like, so it has, it has this kind of like lo-fi, it's kind of cool to hear uh, an artist like Amy Grant in a lo-fi, honestly, I was a little worried too, that like some of these artists were not going to, dig this because they're, they're just gonna be like why are we doing this again you know but it was like every artist was like got had a lot of fun with it you know just there was some really good hangs out of it too so a combination of that and a combination of being in his house Took the hand of God Almighty to part the waters in the sea. But it only took one little lie to separate you and me. Oh, we are not as strong as we think we are. And they say that one day, Joshua. He made the sun stand still in the sky But I can't even keep these thoughts of you From passing by Oh, we are not as strong As we think we are Oh, we are frail We are fearfully selfish rage and with these are hills and our heavens so few inches apart it must be awfully small and not as strong as we think we are and so the, it's someone you just lives there now it's just a uh, it's just somebody's house yeah yeah her name is connie hawk she's a really interesting um person so when rich left he basically gave her the house said you can live here it's your house but here's the thing i may send friends from time to time to come to nashville or uh you know when i'm in town i'm gonna stay there and so she was saying she was like people would just show up sometimes and be like rich sent us and she was like he didn't tell me <laughs> i mean it's she's preserved it pretty much the same way that it was i mean there's pictures of him everywhere his pipes are are in the corner, like his tobacco pipes, and just just a lot of stuff is very. It almost felt like walking into one of those like houses that are on at like a museum, you know, where they like preserve it from the eighteen hundreds, you know. And the other thing that was funny about the recording of it was literally every artist that would show up, Connie would say to them, "I don't know why y'all want to do it here. I keep telling them it's loud, 
There's cars that just pass, huge semis have passed by. It's just like, so every, we just got to chuckle because every, seriously, every artist would come in and she would say the same thing to him. Finally, I just joked with her about it. I'm like, yeah, we, you know, there's, there was a couple times we'd have to stop because it was just so loud or, you know, some guy, like the front porch is very close to the room that we recorded in. And so there was a lot of times where people, there'd be so much people just hanging out and like sitting on the porch and shooting the breeze that we'd have to be like, all right, everybody, we're going to try to record now. So can you, you just had a very much of like a communal feel, you know, and then guys like Jimmy Abag show up and he's got a lot of stories, you know? So it, it was like not a ton of time was spent on the recording as much as the like hanging out and uh, Dave McCracken, who is a close friend of Rich's, he went out of his way to really make an experience of it for every artist. So he like printed up like 30 actual photographs of Rich Mullins through the years. He put together a little care package that he gave to every artist. He made um, this banana nut bread recipe that Rich's mom used to make when he would come home. It was just a not like a normal recording ex- experience, you know. So it was kind of like, can we get into to Rich's house and kind of further the idea even more of just not being in a necessarily in a recording studio, which is I don't, I don't think that's really what we were trying to aim for with this. It was more just like, let's get people in a kind of in a disarming community type setting. And it was cool because the entire every recording session, different stories would surface of like, Rich would have birthday parties here and a hundred people would show up on the property and people would just pour into the house with their sleeping bags or being in the backyard or whatever. And I think Ashley Cleveland shared a story where she was like, when I, when she first showed up at the house, the very first time she was like the, the middle room that you walk into uh, from the door, she was like, it was just full of instruments. Like you couldn't even get in the door. And she was like, that's when I knew I found my people. 
they pass two by two Stardays they gaze at the lights of the avenue Just like when love is new It's Saturday night And I know that they think I'm alone here But I'm alright I got you by my side And I'm not head over heels I'm not on cloud nine And I don't Love is blind Cause I know That you see me And yet you still Choose to be mine Whether love that Will stand even Or when I fall down I know you'll pick me up Somehow And you say That you love is To love with both Audrey Assad is on it. Um, Jimmy Abeg and uh, Jason Gray did a song called Here in America. Amy Grant and Cindy Morgan and Andrew Greer did a song called Sparrow Watcher. Some of them were just songs he wrote for other artists. Like Brothers McClurg, we did a song called Heaven is Waiting, which he wrote for a play, that Tanical of the Plains play that he wrote. Mitch McVicker is on it. Sarah Groves. Um, Andrew Peterson was the very last one that came in and tracked, uh, maybe a week and a half ago. And we, it, luckily the guys that he plays with, you could tell they play together a lot. So there wasn't like, they were able to pull it together really quickly. Um, Ron Block came in and played banjo with a couple artists, Carolyn Aarons. There is a couple songs on this too, that are unreleased Rich Mullins songs. Um, from the archives that a, fr- a close friend of Rich's that like archived about 400 cassette tapes of recordings of Rich Mullins uh, early stuff and so there's a song on there called Whitewater that's never been officially released that's amazing and then there's uh, another song that Rich did called Holy Pretenders there's also a part where Rich goes into a long rant you know like he was great for his like ranting in between songs so we're like we gotta add that in somewhere Kevin Max did a song called You Didn't Have a Home, which is kind of cool to hear him more in like kind of a rougher, uh, less produced, more kind of like country, folky, traveling type of song. Oh, you did not have a home. There were places you visited frequently. You took off your shoes and scratched your feet because you knew that the whole world belongs to the meek and you did not have a home. No, you did not have a home And you did not take a wife There were pretty maids all in a row Who lined up to touch the hem of your robe But you had no place to take them So you did not take a wife No, you did not take a wife Foxes have dance, but the hope of the whole world rests on the shoulders of a homeless man. You have the shoulders of a homeless man. 
and you did not have a home. The town that Rich lived in is called Bellsburg. And so when we all kind of heard that, we're like, that's that's the name of the record. Bellsburg. That's it it sounds like a it's got a cool artistic tone to it, but it's like, of course this is a tribute record, but I feel like we kind of did something artistic with it versus just like, hey, let's just kind of bang out a bunch of songs. So it's kind of like, what can we do to kind of do just a very specific thing that maybe not everybody will like, but we think is cool. And part of the Kickstarter is we're doing, we're actually doing a whole weekend of events. Jimmy Abeg's going to do like an, an art gallery show one night. Um, we're doing a thing the first night at, at Rich's house. And then Sunday night, we're going to do a concert in Nashville. So it'll be, I don't know exactly what day the record will drop to the public, but it's one of the, it'll be one of those days that September 15th through 17th. There's a couple surprises that we haven't said anything about yet that are linked to the Kickstarter that as it goes, we'll kind of uh, make mention of. So that's, that's the plan right now. Everywhere I go, I see Thanks, Chris. You can find a lot more info, including a full track list, a link to the documentary video, a link to the Kickstarter campaign, and more on the show notes page for this episode. Just go to truetunes.com slash Bellsberg and check it out. Thanks again to Chris Hoisington and thanks to Dave Trout at UTR for hooking this all up. It's so cool to see this concept coming together, and I'm excited that they've included True Tunes in the mix even just a little bit. Rich Mullen's songs must live on, and if you have not heard our two-part episode with Rich and his ragamuffin and band members, make sure to check that out. The run-out groove is coming, and that means it's time to go. If you dig the show, please subscribe and spread the word. Also, please leave us a review and a rating at Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our email list at truetunes.com. Follow us on Facebook at truetunesnow, and find and follow our weekly Spotify gallery stage mixtape. You can find me on Twitter at John J. Thompson and on Instagram at TheOnlyJJT and at TrueTunesMusic. And you can support this show through our patreon.com slash truetunescommunity or via a one-time tip linked on the show notes page. There's also some sweet swag available at truetunes.threadless.com. Tell your friends about the show, post it on your socials, and let us know what you think. Thanks. True Tunes at 45 RPM is produced by John J. Thompson and Bruce A. Brown for Gyroscope Productions and is intended for the private use of our listening audience. The contents are protected by U.S. copyright law and are the intellectual property of Gyroscope Productions, with the exception of songs or clips that are from previously copywritten materials. Everything on this episode is used by permission or under fair use provisions. Thanks for listening. Cheers. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.